Hey Doc, this episode you're about to listen to was first featured on my vlog, but it was so, so good that I had to bring it back to you. Enjoy the episode. Hi Docs, I'm Dr. Latifah. I'm the host of the Money Fit MD podcast. This is where we help badass women physicians just like you learn simple and effective tools to build wealth from the inside out. That way we can create wealth and bigger impact without all the burnout. Enjoy the episode. This is your money coach, Money Fit MD. I am excited about what we're doing today. I have a very special guest, my first guest ever. AKA my husband. <laughs> Welcome. Hello. I am excited that you're here. I'm excited that he's here. And the reason why is because today we're going to be talking about finance as a couple. What do I mean by that? We all know that money issues is a big problem and one of the top causes of divorce in our country. And it's even apart from divorce, it's just a, an area that can create a lot of tension within a relationship. What we wanted to talk about today was some things that we did right and some things that we did wrong as a couple, especially considering the fact that we had different interests when it came to money mm -hmm. and we were developing that interest at a very different um, different pace. So just real quickly, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes, my name is Olushile Akintare and I am the CEO. blessed husband of my beautiful <laughs> wife here and uh, I can't wait just to you know, to contribute and just to share our struggles in this journey of financial freedom. What we did wrong and what we did Correct. right, Correct. where we are and Correct. what we hope to achieve. Yep. So just to summarize, as a lot of you guys know, I wasn't this financially savvy person from day one. No, I knew zero about and like 401k was something that I didn't even know what that meant. It was like a black box that I didn't really want to get into. But Towards the end of fellowship, for me, it was when I started getting interested in finances mm -hmm. and I started bringing that up to you Correct. at home in terms of like thinking about, because at that point we didn't even have any financial goals. Our mm -hmm. goal was just to survive after I was working 80 hours yes. a week for us to pay our bills every mm -hmm. month. We didn't really know how much we're earning. We didn't really know how much we're spending. So how was that from your perspective when I started bringing up like, oh, we need to focus on our finances? Correct. I think that was... Uh kind of like a shock to me because I personally didn't, I felt like, oh, I'm going to be transparent. And for some reason that rubbed me off the wrong way. I don't know if it was a male ego, but that was the first initial struggle I had where I'm like, okay, is she trying to control me? Is she trying to tell me how to spend my money now? But in essence, I, you know, it was, it was, that was the first challenge where to get out of my own mind and get up, get out of my own way. So what was it that helped you practice? Because the goal of this video is it's one solidarity, sorry, solidarity, we're in this together, but also to help couples bridge this conversation. And what were some things that you think you what helped you get through that hump mm -hmm. where you started being a little bit more comfortable? Mm -hmm. I think I think I just um, the first thing I did, to be honest, is to have a talk with myself. I know that sounds weird, but the talk was about. Okay, she's my wife. She is trying to help us, and we are a team. And I think that was my first struggle because I was struggling with, okay, I want to run my own ship. I want to be the captain or what have you. But, <laughs> but I had to come to come to terms that no, she's trying to help us. And really, I had to look at my own finances and realize that I wasn't doing a good job. I was not. I was just spending and living paycheck to paycheck. 
And then even though you were making a good income, correct. I was making good money, but I knew if I lost my job a month or two, I'm, I'm dead in the water. So one of the things that we did was we started using Mint. And what I personally liked about Mint, and there are other softwares that are similar to that, but I like Mint. It's simple. It's free. And I'm going to make a video at some point on how to just walk you through navigating (laughs) Mint. But one of the things that I liked about Mint or those sort of software system is it's an objective way of of no judgment, just looking Mm -hmm. at where your money was going. So how was that for you when I started bringing a third person quote-unquote, yes, into, into, into the money relationship. <laughs> but so Mint was very revealing. I think it actually shows you where your money is going. Uh, you would think that you're just swiping your card here and there, but when you see the report you know, on Mint, you realize that, my goodness, I'm spending so much on things that maybe I should not be spending money on. And that was the first wow moment for me where I saw that, okay, this got to change. I can't be just swiping my, my card. I have to be intentional. I have to be conscious of, like she would say, conscious spending, spending, right? And that was what me did to me. And I think my first advice is, you know, as a man, we want to run the ship. It's just, it comes natively. But I think when you come together with your wife, two heads are better than one. And then you can both realize that, look, we're we're in this ship together. This is our ship, not my ship. That's a good one. This is our ship. And then, so what we ended up doing was, I mean, we were busy. We mm-hmm. had two kids at that point. Now we have three. Right. We scheduled mm-hmm. every weekend, every week, every week uh, like in the evening after right. bedtime. And our right. kids don't sleep. So this was right. like, you have a two-hour window. Your kid is napping like, hallelujah, let's get this in. It was like, a, it was like instead of going out to for a date, we were having a money date. A money date. Okay. It doesn't sound romantic, but we kind of will drink a bottle of beer or something just to ease the whole thing and make it look good. So we had something enjoyable that was attached to it, right? And we had the third party, which Mm -hmm. is like a neutral party, which was Mint, involved. And we would ask questions. So we actually set goals for, or accountability goals for how much you are, because ultimately everything belongs to both of us. How much you are allowed to spend without questioning, even from our joint account, right? And because we had that rule, it was easy for us to come into it with curiosity where it's like, oh, babe, you spent this amount of money. Oh, I don't remember us talking about it. And then you would explain or I would explain. And I thought that was good. That was a struggle for me, um, to be honest. I had to, I felt like I could spend my own money and just make the decision and just swipe my card and and, and be done with it. And there were times when I I would spend in one transaction, like a, an amount, maybe more than 1500 or 2000 And I would not tell her. And then she would come, you know, when we have the money date. And then she would tell me, you know, look at what you did here. You know, why did you spend this? You didn't talk to me about it. And it took me a while. I was resistant to it. I was resistant to being vulnerable or being revealing or being transparent. And I, I don't know why, but that was how I felt. And it did not go away that like, moment I had that conversation. It took a couple of errors where I, I did it again. I spent, okay, I want to do this training course, and I would just swipe my card. And I would not tell her. And it took me a while to finally realize that, no, I have to be accountable. Not because she's controlling me, mm-hmm. but because, again, like I said before, this is our ship. If I, I, can, if I sink it, then it, it doesn't only impact me, it impacts her, it impacts the people. And I think the key is to understand that 
you're not controlling me. I am not controlling you. This is accountability. This is us exploring curiosity, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And also if we have together, and this is another thing that we did, and I thought it was good. We had goals. Mm -hmm. And I was very intentional. I don't know if you knew this, but what we tried to do was with the goals, we try to alternate what the goals are. So it's not just him doing all the goals or me doing all the goals. We actually, I would have, I would have my goal. Like, what do you think we should do? What, how much do you think we should spend? What vacation do you think we should go to? Should we go anywhere where should we just do staycations locally since we're trying to pay off all of our debt? So we alternated that so that it wasn't like us doing things that were important to me only or him only. But important to both. Do you? Yeah, did you yeah it was. It was a two-way street. It was more so of okay, what are we doing together? How are we spending time together? How are we going on vacations together? And for me, I struggled with vacations because I would just, if not for her, I would just keep on working, like on work and on and on. And I would. And think, I'm not. <laughs> and I would think I'm having a wonderful time because yeah. I do enjoy what I do. I do enjoy what I do too. But too, hey, like, but you I gotta pace yourself. Exactly. I don't take that. I'm not conscious of resting conscious of spending to rest so she would she would tell me sheila we need to go on vacation and it doesn't have to be a staycation to be honest with you (laughs) i think staycation was my own excuse of staying home and what my wife did which which is very powerful was no let's let's go out of our comfort zone let's go out let's drive out right let's spend money good money and enjoy our vacation and that took me a while but it has been very rewarding so I, you guys probably would not understand how excited I am right now because my husband's using a lot of conscious. <laughs> Normally, my husband doesn't like definitions. And even though we have lived our lives consciously okay. and we spend consciously. Okay. And what that means is that we spend extravagantly on things we care about, but then we cut costs on things that doesn't bring mm-hmm. us joy. Right. Mm-hmm. So think Mary Kondo. Does it bring you joy? <laughs> yes. Or no, if it doesn't, so yeah. if it does, then you keep it and you make it grow. So for me, I'm really excited that he's using the words because that's really what, and that's our strategy. And that's what my financial um, money coaching strategy is, which is I don't, I'm actually not a big fan of like pinching pennies or like, you know, $1 here. No, but it's literally mm-hmm. about making sure we're not spending mindlessly. And mm-hmm. that includes our time, mm-hmm. right? Because your time is the most valuable thing you're ever going to have. That includes our resources. That includes our sleep. That includes our job, mm-hmm. our careers, our goals. It has to be intentional because if you ever think about riding a bike, if you don't ride a bike, if you sit down on it, but you don't pedal consciously, mm-hmm. you're going to fall off, right? Or if you're driving and you just have the car, you're not really steering the wheel, it's not necessarily going to go. It may get you to where you're going, or you may actually find out that you don't get in an accident. But when things are intentional, I find that it's more. And that's what we try to do by having those scheduled time. And initially it was every week. Every week. But ne- but it went down to every right. month. Every month. And now, what, what, what do you say? I said every week. Uh, it's always at night. Always at night, because we got kids. The kids are screaming or in bed. At least, they're, at, <laughs> at least they're in bed. And then we would have that meet up and we will go through me and after a while I, I i actually started getting into meet myself even without yes. her you know or without her having that meeting every week and we would just start sometimes she would say i'm gonna go clean up mint and i would say oh this week i'm gonna clean up mint and literally this is us going into mint and recategorizing and seeing looking at the trend seeing where we're spending how did we spend so much this month where did the money go to and so on and so forth 
Yeah. It was, it's been, again, it's a, it's a, it's a journey. It's a journey. It's a journey. And if one advice I would tell people out there is as a couple, just first, first of all, just say, just, you know, maybe have a conversation with yourself. You know, she, you know, my wife or my spouse, we're in this together. Number one. Number two, telling her or telling my spouse what I'm about to spend money on maybe actually be rewarding because you are so pigeonholed and you are so close to the to the computer or whatever you're about to click and spend money on. But to have another person come and say, do you really need that? What about this alternative? And then you realize that, oh my goodness, I already have what I'm about to just buy, right? And that is the beauty of two heads are better than one. So it's not about us not just trying to give you solutions, but these are the struggles that we went through and we're still going through. And great points. The other thing to also keep in mind is initially we were doing every week because we mm-hmm. knew nothing Correct. about money. We knew nothing, but we were so intentional to the point where we actually had books that we wanted to read. And I would say, I'm going to read this book and he would read this book. So he read like the investment books. I could read like the personal finance book. And then we would just bring those information together because it's, it's really powerful when we both understand that we don't have to be the same, mm-hmm. but we can bring those two, which is good. We don't want to be the same, Correct. right? We're not the same. We don't, we're not, we don't want to be we're the same. One, but not we're not the same. But we bring <laughs> our different strengths, right? Yes. And with those, we're both able to, I mean, our relationship, which is a third mm-hmm. party in this, mm-hmm. is able to grow exponentially because of the different things, mm-hmm. strengths and weaknesses that we both bring mm-hmm. to the table. So Correct. I thought that was good too. And one thing also is, I think my when I started but we got more into the, doing this together. And I, I, I found myself actually having conversations with my friends and mentioning, oh, I think I need to check in with my wife about this, this or that. And I, I would see like the, the concern <laughs> on my friend's face that, oh, you, you really need to do that? I said, yeah, I just need to get another perspective. And the, the best perspective is from the person that knows me the most. So let's, let me just talk to her. And over time, I started realizing people actually asking me questions like, "Do you how do you how do you talk to your wife? How do you engage her when it comes to money? Do you guys have the same bank account?" And I found out that a lot of my friends actually had separate bank accounts. Can you talk uh, a little bit about yeah. that? What do we? I mean, there's no one size fits all, Correct. but we both came from different family, different mm-hmm. baggage, different responsibilities. Correct. How do we organize our finances? Do we have the same account or do we have different accounts? Yes. So we have, we have one, the mo- before we actually got married, we had decided we we're going to have one bank account. And that bank account, we, uh, we would take a portion of our salaries and transfer it to that bank account. We would both do that. By the time when she was um, doing her residency. AKA broke. Yeah, she was really broke. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so I would transfer a higher percentage and she would transfer a lesser percentage. And we kept doing that until she was at the tail end of her residency and she said, oh, snaps, I want to do fellowship. And we continued. And we're still so we doing that. Continue broke. But this is what we did. And I think it's really, it, it, it worked for us. It may work for you or not. Uh, aside from that joint account, we had separate accounts. Why? Because I have... Family responsibilities. I have people that you know look up to me, and sometimes I send them money because I'm Nigerian, and and she does the same thing too. She has her own side of the family where sometimes she's like, you know, I want to send money to you guys or give you money or help 
And those separate what accounts did. are the Correct. no questions Correct. asked. It's no whatever questions you want to do with still it. With transparency. But still with transparency. With transparency yes. as, as of we had all that in mint. Yes. So we were like, do. okay, you sent money here, you sent money there, but our joint account, our savings is all still being funded and you know, together. And I think it helps to come into those questions with curiosity. Mm-hmm. Not attack you, where it's not like, oh, why did you spend that money, or how did you Correct. spend that money? Small, like, oh, so I saw this. Correct. What happened? Correct. Did we talk about it? No, we didn't. Oh, because I thought we said we we're going to talk about this whenever we spend more than a certain amount. Mm-hmm. That comes from a bit that reaches someone in a less defensive way mm-hmm. than sort of more attacking. Mm-hmm. Would you uh, say? Yeah, I think, and also just uh, before you go all defensive, I, I think you also just tr- need to try to. First of all, realize that your spouse is actually trying to get on the same page with you, trying to help you. Again, it's our relationship. This is our ship. This is our boat. This is our relationship. And and so before you get all defensive, maybe actually get the feedback first and see maybe you you should not have spent that money. And again, it's not like something's going to happen to you if you tell your wife, I'm about to spend this. What do you these are my thoughts. These are my reasons behind it. So I think that is very critical to always, always get someone else's perspective, especially your spouses. So just to summarize, thank you for coming. Mm-hmm. This is my first guest. I think you did good. <laughs> I tried. I know. Thank you. And we made it raw and, yes. and real. And again, this is an ongoing struggle, an ongoing journey. An ongoing conversation. Yep. But just to summarize real quickly, some of the things that we think is helpful. Correct. Number one is set aside dates and mm-hmm. that could be weekly that could be monthly that could be once every three months every six months initially if you're just starting out the money conversations it may need to be more frequent until you both are really on the same page but definitely have a schedule set where it's time you may need a babysitter if you have kids or you can wait until they're in bed yeah. number two is try and piggyback this on something more interesting so on a reward whether that's enjoying some new ice cream whether it's enjoying a glass yeah. of wine some beer or after this we go and watch it's a, a movie. movie yes we go out on it we go out for a restaurant if we're able to survive this without killing each other we get to go to this fancy yeah. restaurant like whatever it is make it fun mm-hmm. and then number three this is an op- opportunity to dream mm-hmm. so it's not just about sitting down and attacking the numbers this is where you actually sit down and go, oh, so if you had this amount of money, what would you do with it? Uh, how do you think we're doing financially? How do you think we're doing as, as parents? How do you think I'm doing as a wife, as a mom? And how are you doing as a wife? So it's a great time to have that feedback, okay? Mm-hmm. So it's not just about the numbers like, oh, why did you just spend $2? No, right. this is a time to explore and dream and you'll be amazed by the thing you will, things you will right. find out about your spouse. Right. And number four, it's helpful to have an objective, neutral party for mm-hmm. us that was mint Mm -hmm. Uh, you can use a spreadsheet you can use your bank account summary whatever it is you want to use you can use wine app whatever but it's nice to have this thing that's non-judgmental that's just numbers right and then number five is be curious don't attack don't be defensive Mm -hmm. just try and work on that body language on that voice and come from a place Mm -hmm. of curiosity Mm -hmm. and more importantly it's a work in progress the more you do it the more you'll get better Correct. at it, right? Correct. And okay. you will see the trend in me from the how much you're spending to, oh, this is where I can redirect money to. Over time, you would appreciate doing that. All right. All right. Well, thank you. Hopefully that's been useful for you. Let yeah. me know if there's any questions. As you guys know, I am taking on one-on-one clients for my money coaching. I'm uh, free. <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs>
He's an IT guy, so yes, it's free. Uh, but send me an IM on Facebook. Send me a message. I usually am pretty good at responding to those. Alternatively, you can reach me on my email, moneyfeedmd at gmail.com. I'm really excited about this episode, and I hopefully you guys have found it useful. Yep. All right, thank you very much. Bye. Bye. If you have loved this episode, I would love it if you can head over to iTunes and leave us a review. It helps us get this content to more women physicians. This is a money revolution, and I'm so glad that you're a part of it. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.